Welcome to the Hire Yourself Podcast. If you're ready to take control of your destiny, build wealth, and live life on your own terms, this is the place for you. Each week, Nat and I will talk about business, franchising, and personal growth to help make you more successful. Good morning, Nat. Good morning, Pete. Whoa, you sound excited. Are you as excited as I am today? Uh, I don't really think that's possible. Ah, uh, come on. I am pumped up. What have you got going today? Oh, you know what? This weekend is going to be huge for college football. I'm super excited for tomorrow. We've got, what, Alabama playing Tennessee, both undefeated. Yeah. Uh, we got, what, Michigan and Penn State playing. Uh, Big Ten rivalries, uh, both uh, undefeated. Again, ranked uh, teams. It's going to be an exciting weekend of college football. <laughs> You're definitely in the college football zone this year. Yeah, sure. well, you know, if you watched the Bears last night, did you watch the Bears last night on Thursday Night Football? I Talk about boring. Yeah, yeah, I fell asleep. What happened? <laughs> That's exactly my point. Nothing happened. It was, a, it was a terribly boring game, and I think the critics would say the same thing. So, But college is exciting. So speaking of exciting, I thought today what we do is we share the eight ways to help ensure the success of small business owners. Sound good? Okay, let's do it. All right. You know, we talked a little bit about recessions during our last podcast, but I thought we'd talk about now, how can you do things to ensure that your small business is successful? And so we're going to first start with, and I know you've launched multiple different businesses from a concept, an idea to a business. And I think the first thing you have to have as a small business owner is having a business plan. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. I always say uh, failing to plan is planning to fail. So I think you have to put in the work of having a business plan. Um, oh, I actually have another catchphrase that I like, too. And it's uh, basically plan plan your day or plan your week or plan your month um, before you start it. So, I mean, you really have to plan your business out before you start it, because otherwise you're just going to be wandering around in the wilderness and you know wondering why you're not getting results. Yeah. Yeah, we work with people that invest in franchises, and mm-hmm. the idea is, is that they have a plan, but you can't just rely on the franchisor's plan. You have to have your own specific plan for your franchise business or or any business. You have to have a plan, and part of that plan is this idea of you've got financial metrics or, or a performa there. So you, do you develop performance when you put together your business plan? Yes, Um I mean, I'm not, I think a lot of people tend to, you know, probably spend too much time on the pro forma. I mean, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty straightforward in general. I think what you have to really, as business owners, we need to be willing to spend less time sitting behind our computer, just working on a spreadsheet and more time. Like my business plans are going to be more heavy on what am I going to do? So local community uh, events, things I'm going to sponsor, you know, People I'm going to hire, like I, you know, so yes to pro forma, but yeah. the business plan needs to be super detailed on like, what what are we going to do? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to have that content or that action plan of how you're going to, you know, who's your customer, 
where are you going to find those customers, all that kind of stuff. We, what kind of employees you're going to have, mm-hmm. you know, what skills do they have to have? I, I agree with that. But I think a performance is a roadmap. It's a starting point. And, and we'll talk a little bit about how that adjusts. Now, let me ask you this. From the standpoint of a, a business, you do you do an annual plan? So you have your main plan as you launch the business, but do you take some time in the fourth quarter to prepare to you know kind of have a plan for the next year? I kind of got into this rhythm, and I think it's because I read a book, and I actually don't remember the name of it, but it's the concept of trying to get done in three months what the average person gets done in 12 months. So I actually do quarterly planning and push very hard every single quarter. Um, I like having that rhythm too, because, you know, then you're not just, you know, New Year's Eve and you're writing your, <laughs> oh, I have to do some some goal setting or whatever. It's like, yeah. we do it every quarter, set new goals, keep on moving the chains, use mm-hmm. a football analogy and uh, okay. you know, keep on going. All right. Well, we'll talk about that adjustment here in a little bit. Now, when you put together a business plan and you have employees, do you kind of share the key initiatives and the principles of the business with the employee. So everybody's on the same page of where you're going with the business. Yeah, hundred percent. That's critical. And I mean, I ideally kind of have them bought into part of the process. So, you know, like I was talking about the quarterly plan, like we'll work on that together as a team and they'll actually be the ones that are coming up with the different uh, metrics or things that we're going to be doing. Yeah. Um, So let's let's talk mm -hmm. about that. So the second point was going to be, or the second thing is adjusting your plan. So it sounds like you're always adjusting your plan because business is fluid from that standpoint. Right. Yeah. You, I mean, we don't have to think back too far to COVID, right? Where all of a sudden, you know, (laughs) it's like, you're supposed to stay home. It's like, well, how do we, how do we make money if, uh, you know, everybody has to stay home? So it's like, yeah, you have to be able to adjust. Yeah. You have to adjust. And from, from your standpoint, um, you know, you look at it, it's, um, and I use the example of this adjustment and the, the best example or the term I always like to use is, is this general and this general was being, uh, interviewed by this reporter and the reporter goes, how did the battle plan work, you know, from a standpoint. And the general says, hey, the battle plan, the minute the battle started was worthless. But putting together the battle plan was priceless. And I think that's right. right. I mean, you're just going to, once you start that business, you're going, you're going to, it's going to change. It's not going to be what you expected. And you have to uh, adjust for sure uh, from a standpoint. And it sounds like you do that on a quarterly basis. You're always adjusting and, and fine tuning and stuff like that. Now, Sometimes business owners, small business owners, they get proud, right? They get proud. They're struggling with something and they don't go get the support or help they need from others to to get through that, to be successful. Yeah, I think that's true. I think also being a business owner can be a little bit isolating to some extent. It's not you know, quite the same as going into corporate where you've got you know, a whole floor of guys and you know, you're always working on stuff and collaborating. I mean, you're you have your own business; it's local, but you don't necessarily have that many peers. Um, but in the franchise world, because you have, you know, you're going to have um, franchise owners that are all over the country. Like that's a good opportunity to reach out um, and leverage the franchise support or the network and annual conferences and all that. Um, and then even like for myself, I just hired a very you know expensive um, business coach but it's already paying for itself. So I think that's another another idea or way to kind of um, keep on growing. 
Yeah, definitely. When people invest in franchise, I always tell them leverage the support from the franchisor because that's part of what you're paying for. And if you're struggling, so if your revenue isn't you know hitting where you want it to be, go back to the franchisor and say, listen, we're our average job size is you know below the 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 franchise average, right? Just go get help or leverage to your point the franchisees, the other ones, your peers, because they could be great support. Yeah. And I'm also like you, a huge fan of hiring a business coach. Right. And you can have great business acumen. And you've had how many businesses, a ton of businesses you've launched and you're you're still hiring a, a business coach. That tells you how important it is to get support from others uh, to drive your business. Yeah, I think like like I said, it can be owning your own business long term can be a little bit isolating, but it's good to get a, like an accountability coach or business coach and also somebody that just helps you. Uh, get out of your comfort zone. That, Frank, <laughs> yeah. that can happen to all of us, right? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And, you know, when we talk about a business and you have that plan and you're you're moving forward and you're adjusting that plan, I'm a huge fan. And I, the third thing we'll talk about is this idea of tracking and managing the numbers, right? Numbers are the language of business. Totally. There's um, a lot of franchises that are following um, the book called Traction. Um, and traction is all about having dashboard and having numbers or me metrics that you're um, like each one of your key employees is accountable for. Um, we implemented that a few years back and it's actually been hugely helpful. And uh, it also gives you like kind of that early warning indicator. Like, you know, if, you know, your, your, uh, you know, say your closing ratio drop down or something, then all of a sudden it's going to like show up red on your dashboard. And then you're going to be like, you know, let's, let's fix this. Let's, let's dig into this, get more information. So you have a dashboard, which is kind of, you understand all your numbers. And do you, do you look at that daily, weekly? How often do you look at your dashboard? Uh, we do weekly. We have like okay. the week, weekly uh, traction call. Yeah, I know I look at my dashboard every day, you know, yes. and it's key when you have a dashboard there, a lot of times is some vital few numbers that drive your business, yep. right? There are some core numbers that you absolutely have to know what those numbers are. And to your point, be watching them because they can be an early indicator of good or bad, right? From a standpoint. So they are uh, certainly from that standpoint. What about this idea? And we talk about a success of a small business is about people. Right. And I, I think I've heard you say before, you know, hire slow, fire fast. Right. People are key to success. Yes. And, you know, that's kind of the joy of having your own business or franchise is that you're able to kind of create a company or culture um, that you want to be a part of. Um, so if, you know, you're, let's be honest, like if you're not enjoying it or not having fun or enjoying the people that, you know, work for you, then maybe it's just time to, to, uh, fire fast. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's not a good fit, I mean, I, I know, I suspect you're very methodical in the way in which you interview people to make sure that they're a good fit for the culture. Cause they have to be a good fit, uh, from a standpoint. I mean, I know companies that literally they have all the employees interview the future manager just to kind of see if they think they're going to be a good addition to the culture of the organization. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also usually, you know, within the first 30 days, if somebody's going to be a good fit, like after you hire them, um, I don't really tend to take on too many projects. So if somebody, you know, you get the feeling after, after the first few weeks or month that they're, you know, this is going to be a nonstop project and it's better, better for everybody. Kind of like to um, 
free them up for other opportunities. If you yeah, want to yeah absolutely. <laughs> right. If it's not a good fit, I mean, you got to cut your losses fast, right? Because yeah. somebody that's not a good fit of your culture can really mess things up. Totally. They can do a, a lot of damage. And so we, we call a spade a spade. And from that standpoint, we, we, you know, make our, our decision to, to move on and go from there. Okay. So people in today's world, especially it's really hard to get good people. We got to get good people. They got to be a good fit of our culture. And if they're not, we got to protect that culture and, and move them on. All right. How about this idea of leading versus managing? So we have those great employees, but there are some people that they really kind of get into the business and they're just managing They're they're micromanaging that kind of stuff. So I think leadership is key to success of a small business. Yeah, I think sometimes you just have to get out of your employees' way and let them, you know, do what they are, what you hired them to do. Um, I've actually seen, observed quite a few good employees leave because they were being micromanaged. Um, so I mean, I think going what we we're just talking about—if you hire the right people and it's a good fit. And they should naturally do what, what's needed and not, not need to be micromanaged like hours a day or anything. Right. And I think it's delegating responsibilities or is traction a pretty good way to kind of focus on leading opposed to managing, right? Because you you hire the right people, you give them the right responsibilities and you give them the right, you know, for lack of better terms, objectives, and then you let them go and you're always kind of dialing it in. So that I, I think is a mechanism. Yeah, I think so, because everybody then also it's crystal clear what they're accountable for. Um, and there's like literally no place to hide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you have like weekly stand up meetings with your team and everybody is like, you know, yes, I, I, you know, yes, thumbs up, thumbs down. Like I'm on, tar on target, not on target. You really can't hide for too long because if you keep on showing up to your, your, uh, your weekly meeting and you're like, you know, no, I didn't make my goal. No, I didn't make my goal. You know, you're going to, you know, you're going to stick out for you. Yeah. yeah. And that's called leadership, making the tough decisions, right. Yeah. Where we put our money, all that kind of stuff and, and, you know, holding people accountable. So that's not managing that's leading. All right. One of your favorite ones. The next one is connect to your community. And you always kind of say, be, you know, super local or what, what's your phrase you use when we talk about connecting with the community? Hyper local. That's it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing with, you know, a lot of executives, they've been like jet setting, you know, they've been flying all over, you know, 80% travel for years and years. The cool thing about owning your own franchise, franchising is always going to be hyper local. Um, you know, so you're going to have, you know, what, maybe a population of a hundred thousand or 150,000, and then you're going to go deep. Um, and I think it's just a great opportunity to be involved with your community, build those relationships. And that um, could be part of organizations like the JCs or the chamber of commerce and stuff like that. So you can, you can be involved with other business owners, but it's also maybe doing things for the community, like sponsoring that little league team or something like oh, that. Yeah, totally. And then I like too that you know you're creating a lot of jobs right here in your community also, so that feels good too. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when we talk about being uh, connected to your community, that's not only physical, but that's also digitally. I mean, you have to have a presence in your community on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter, all that kind of stuff. People forget that. Yeah, that's the um, people are on all these social platforms, so it's important. Yeah, I guess that's your did you, digital. Did you get your Instagram and TikTok going, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> I, I might Snapchat. fall a little short. I might fall a little short on that one uh, from a standpoint. It just, uh, 
Hey, uh, you uh, could hire somebody that loves that stuff. Uh, so. I, I know. I, I know it's an important part of the business. It's not something that brings me joy at all. So, exactly. Uh, from standpoint, yeah. much rather be doing uh, fun podcasts with you. Uh, certainly. There you point. go. Now, what about this idea in, I think the next one we'll talk about is this reinvent or revitalize your business, right? The, the things are always changing, right? And if you try to continue to do the business the same way you've done it every year, you're going to get left behind. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's interesting, even with the different uh, technologies, or you can even think about <laughs> You can even think about like cell phones, right? We had like the pagers, right? And if you had just kept the pager, never got the uh, the brick phone, um, and then you know that evolved to be like the flip phone, the the Motorola Razor. I think everybody loved back the BlackBerry, the, Black the BlackBerry, um, and now we all have you know the iPhones or the the Android phones. Um, so yeah, I think you have to keep on evolving, otherwise, you know. And the great thing, some like I see actually more of my operations being moved over to technology and different things, but it actually does save me on the um, human cost of the, like the administrative um, or overhead, I guess, of sure. uh, employees. So I, I, I think it is important to be, uh, have that learning mentality um, and try to actually also hire employees that have that, they're open and want to learn new things, not like in a rut um, or we're going to get left behind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have have to be watching and evolving. I mean, there's no question or to your point, you get left behind. What about this idea as we look at revitalizing your business so you can evolve, but you also may add additional services or products uh, that your business offers to enhance the revenue or to continue to expand your business? Yeah. That's what I like about franchising. Like at corporate, they're usually, you know, always kind of working on that. And then, you know, with hundreds of owners, a lot of times, you know, some owners will have a good idea and then they'll roll it out to the whole franchise system. So I wouldn't, you know, if I don't, I wouldn't be like so worried about getting creative, but maybe, um, you know, trying to work together with the parent company and try to figure out new things. But um, there's always, you got to believe there's always more opportunities, right? One, um, one thing was uh, one example of that is a, a subway owner that I had run, run into a few years ago, and he actually had bought uh, a, fr- a subway franchise that was not doing well. Um, but he was like, oh, I'm going to start doing catering and delivering more. And so then he you know, went business to business, you know, old fashioned shoe leather. And so that's kind of a good example of revitalizing your business because, you know, Back then, Subway didn't necessarily do that much delivering, right? Um, But that's certainly a way to grow your top line. Yeah, I think assertive propainers. Back in the day, they were the number one, you know, B2C going to homeowners or or residential painting. And somebody comes up with the idea, why don't we add commercial painting? Yeah. And now commercial painting is is 45% of the business and it's drove all their franchisees revenues up. So that's an example of adding an additional service. Or, or a different segment uh, industry uh, to the business model. Yeah. Yeah. And then all that's just incremental and drops, a lot of it drops to the bottom line. So that's great. So fun. So those are the eight ways in which you can help become successful as a small business owner. Nat, it has been a pleasure as usual. All right. I got to go get, I got to go get ready for game day, baby. Got to get in tailgating mode. Tailgating. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right. Thanks all right. so much. Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com.
And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode. Please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.